Blog Talk Radio. The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help their fellow man, hoping we can make it better. everyone. Welcome. Welcome to The Catch on Blog Talk Radio. It's another Tuesday night and another time for uh, a wonderful guest and, uh, and, and I to share some thoughts with you. And uh, I will be mainly trying to pick our guest's brain and ideas and heart for uh, things that will help us be uh, alive, help us be Christians in the marketplace and uh, uh, Christians in the world and help us be creative individuals. So this, this, this will all be, uh, this, is, this is what we're all about here on Tuesday nights with Blog Talk Radio. And uh, tonight, our guest, I'm very excited to have a, 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 a an old friend of, of mine and uh, go well, we go back to probably the early 70s and uh, that would be the 1970s and uh, um, uh, Pam, Pam Mark, Pam Mark Hall uh, came to Palo Alto with her guitar and uh i think she'd heard something about the fact that we were we were doing something with uh with artists and um uh, i don't know how that happened but uh i just know that from the first time i heard her sing uh i was captured and uh uh that that began uh a time of training and mentoring and studying together there at, at Palo Alto and then moving on to Nashville. Uh, and for me, it was moving on to places East and all that kind of thing. And our lives uh, went various ways. And uh, lately we've been able to connect back again together uh, a little bit more. And that's pretty exciting. Pam is a songwriter and a singer but that's not all she's done. She's done a lot uh, of work with, uh, she's actually done a lot of social work and uh, done some amazing work with uh, abused women and uh, uh, just a lot of various experiences that she has to talk about from life. And uh, something really brand new that we're going to talk about tonight, I can't wait to hear from her on. So uh, please welcome back to Blog Talk Radio, Pam Mark Hall. Welcome, Pam. Thank you, John. That was quite an introduction. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we, we have been all over this, um, all over the wiggly world, haven't we? Yeah. Boy, I'll, say, um, I'll say. How what, How did that happen? How did you get down to, uh, I, I can just remember sitting somewhere I think it was outside of Peninsula Bible Church hearing you sing. 
Or where was that? No, that was, that was, I think, what, what's that little town called? It's down by Santa Barbara. It's inland. There was, oh. I, I, did a, I did a concert there. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Yeah. I did a concert there. That's how we met. No kidding. Um, Yeah. I can't remember the church, but uh, we did a concert there. Okay. And and then, you know, you were telling me, you know, I think Chick Long might have been the one to tell me about your Uh, program. Does Does that make any sense at all? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. It does. Um, I didn't know him that well, but, you know, I, I certainly know who he is, and he is a kind of guy like, he's one of those connector kind of guys. He does yeah. that guy. Yeah. So I had been planning to go on staff with Campus Crusade for Christ to become a part of their music ah. program. And I was talking with him about it, and because I had been working at Forest Home, I think that's how I met him. Forest uh-huh. Home is a Christian um, uh, retreat program. <clears throat> and he said, you know, I think you're too free-spirited for that program. I don't think you are a good fit. I think I, think I need to hook you up with John Fisher. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I had no idea about that, Pam, because that's very similar to my story. Because I was going to go. Really? Oh yeah, I was going to go to seminary, and okay. uh, I was all scheduled uh, American Baptist Seminary of the West in Covina, and wow. uh, and that summer before was when I worked at Mount Hermon with with and met Ron Ritchie, and okay. Ron came back after we were together the first week. Uh, to, and I, I, we just gelled, you know, I did the music and, uh, and, and, you know, you can imagine what that was like, just the two of us for the first time actually discovering wow. each other. And, and, uh, Ron came back halfway through the summer and said, what do you plan on do? And I, I said, uh, I'm going to seminary. And he basically said, well, what are you doing that for? And, uh, <laughs> basically Basically, you're saying you're too free of a spirit to lock yourself into a, a seminary. So come with me, um, and you and be an intern at Peninsula Bible Church, and I'll I'll teach you everything I know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm your mini me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're Ron's mini me, and I'm your mini me. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh boy, that's amazing. Well, yeah. Um, gosh, I, we, you know, I, I want to get into some interesting stuff that uh, I found out that you're you're doing lately. But um, to get started, because this time really flies. Um, okay. I, I would like to to talk a little bit about I think what we're all experiencing right now and uh, have been experiencing since March, and that is that sense of lockdown or isolation, and. Um, uh, I'd like you to talk a little bit about that, uh, what that experience has been like for you, and maybe what are some of the things you've learned. Sure. Well, um, so when I – 
I moved back out here to California in order to be near my parents. My mom mm-hmm. had been diagnosed with dementia, and I became part of her care team. I would take care of her on the weekends. And, um, and then my dad, my stepdad, he's like he's 95 now. <clears throat> so I'm giving you that background just to say that my initial shutdown, lockdown, really occurred it really began about five or six years ago. Wow. And um, so I have actually, I got a little head start on this isolation <laughs> thing, you know, because I moved to, to, you know, from Nashville to Oroville, California. Now talk about night and day. Oroville is just like a little teeny tiny town. And I mean, there's, uh, there isn't even a, a staples here, you know, we're not even big enough for that. So, um, so the first number of years, I have to say, John, I probably spent probably three years in a pretty deep depression just because I was so isolated you know, wow. I could go a whole week without talking with anybody and then mm-hmm. see my parents, you know, on the weekend. And that was my socialization. So um, wow. so I, I guess what I'm saying is that I worked through this isolation piece, I think, maybe prior to what other people are having the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. And I I just remember feeling like, oh, my gosh, what is my life? What's my purpose? What's my value? You know, um, and so when the when the lockdown really happened with COVID, it's, it's like I have utilized this as a retreat in a sense. Um, well, first of all, just I had to do a lot of work internally to to really come to a place that my value is not connected to my productivity. And Mm. that is is a very hard place for people in this culture to come to. You know, we measure our value by what we produce, you know, and, and what others tell us that value is to them. So, um, well, don't you think? <laughs> oh, I get that. Uh, yeah, I think I, yes, for sure. So I have really found a place of, all right, what is the work? What is here? What is in me? What What am I drawn to? What is, what's speaking to me? And um, so I really began um, just building the practice of small habits, um, changes that I want to see in my life, and, you know, uh, and part of that is, I mean, every day, as soon as I get up, you know, journaling, writing my thoughts, and I mean, that's just one piece of it, but through that, um, and also through my mother's death, of becoming the, uh, I now am the one in my mm. mother's line, my mother's lineage, 
who holds all of the pieces to my ancestry, all the photos, all the stories. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I have this overwhelming sense of um, responsibility to, to know the story and to understand the story, to preserve the story, to yeah. what, what I call drop crumbs along the trail, you know, for my daughter. And so I have been working on pulling the threads of my ancestry and I'm, I am currently writing a, uh, it's, well, I'm doing two things. I'm tracing, I'm tracing my ancestry, but I'm also writing a novel loosely based on that ancestry. And my premise is that my creativity and the issues that are important to me are embedded in my DNA. And I, I really, I believe that if we look at our, at the trail behind us, we'll see that, hey, you know, I thought, I thought I was just a little folk singer and, you know, I want to be out to change the world. And, and now I'm really discovering, wait a second, my great, great, great grandmother was Cherokee Indian who walked from Tennessee to Oklahoma on the Trail of Tears. Now, what Whoa. does she have? What does she have to teach me? And so that's what I'm really involved with right now is being open to my ancestors to teach me their lessons of what what is it that they what what kept what drove them what inspired hmm. them what were their dreams because I am part of it and and it, that John probably more than anything has made me feel like everything I've done in my life, you know, is it's part of fulfilling their dream. Oh, wow. It really feels good. Huh. Part of fulfilling their dreams. Yeah. Have you have you actually uncovered some of those? Yeah, I have. I mean, I've got some amazing pictures of women in my my grandmother's direct line, you know, cousins and whatever who, you know, were musicians and oh. they're, you know, they're playing their instruments and I have found through um going on with uh, ancestry.com and you know, doing research. I have mu- other musicians who have been professional musicians. So, huh. yes, it's very interesting. It just makes me feel like I, I've got a host of angels, <laughs> you know, wow. watching over me. Wow, wow. Have you found any? Uh, have you found any evidence of Christian faith group of people? Oh yes. Yeah. 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 Um, none of them. Well, yes. In fact, um, my great, great, great uncle was a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just I wondering. Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering if there was a spiritual line in there somewhere. 
maybe that you've been able to find? Well, it's, I mean, they weren't um, Billy Graham or anything, but yes, I see the, the, they were Christians, definitely. And church was a big part of their life. Wow. That's cool. mm -hmm. Well, um, now tell me, tell me more about what, uh, when we were talking uh, before, we started tonight. Uh, you were sharing a little bit about a workshop that you've been in. Um, would you tell us uh, about that? Because I think yeah. that's something that I think we could all uh, get some benefit from. Okay. So one of the things that I have really lacked in my isolation is is a sense of community anywhere. And um, so I, I don't know, I just, I got this email about, and it was called uh, Pro Creatives Workshop. And it was led by an author marketer named Seth Godin. And I've been a fan of Seth's, writings for a number of years he wrote a book called tribe and purple cow and it's all about how to be remarkable and you know how to how to how to make work that is important and so this particular workshop it was a hundred day commitment and it was two-pronged one is you had to write something daily and post it. He calls it ship it, you know, put it out in the world. Even if it's, even if it's not polished, just write it and put it out. And then the other piece was a prompt where he would ask, he would give a little five minute talk and then ask a question. You're supposed to answer the question. And then you also tag another person, three other people who are in the seminar or in this workshop. And there were probably about 200 people in this workshop. Wow. And we were broken into small 20 called our home room. So you could tag your whole home room and they would see what you wrote. And then, and then they had the opportunity to respond and you have a re- opportunity to respond to their work. So the hmm. whole concept is to light a fire under you and the um, uh, accountability to show up every day. And then also um, the commitment to give generously to the other, other uh, participants. And in doing so, you find the others. And that's what he calls it. Finding the others who mm-hmm. resonate with what it is that you are sharing. So um, it, it it was a big undertaking, and I have to to admit I only made it through eighty five days, but eighty five days is still pretty significant. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, writing something every day and posting it. Um, and I worked on my story, you know, my ancestral story, uh-huh. and posted it. But I also 
was able to post other things because what happened is um, doing the prompts, I found resistance. I found, I, I learned so much about myself of, mm. you know, what, what stops me from, what gets in my way of, of creating and um, excuses, you know, oh, you're an imposter or this is no good or who do you think you are? You know, all the things that we do to stop ourselves from creating. Um, And um, I really, I really got in touch with uh, a rebellion in in me towards, um, towards Seth. Like, how do you, what, why do you think you know this? You don't know this. Who do you think you are? And that led me to thinking about the resistance that I have, both the attraction that I have to strong um, leader, men leaders, and the rebellion towards them at the same time. It's like, tell me, you know, lead me, lead me. And then if you try to tell me what to do, I'm going to say, hey, who do you think you are? Tell me what to do. So that I got to journal about that a whole lot to, to recognize that dilemma throughout my entire life. Wow. Of looking for a father figure and then rebelling Hmm. at that father figure. So very, very important work for me in discovering that. How is that um how has that affected uh your your relationships now? I mean has has knowing that changed? Um, well, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um so it's it it's not just this one experience this has been in process for years and years and years mm-hmm. i always knew that i had a a father issue but i did not realize that it wasn't tied to my father it was tied to patriarchy in general and authority authoritarianism which mm. i had attached to my concept of god and as well as my relationships with my father, my brothers, my husband, with you, with any, any, any male figure of authority. And so um, the, the work, what I've discovered through, I'm trying to summarize everything here quickly, but what the big summary for me of all the things I've experienced in my life where I feel like I was abused by, uh, you know, a male, male mm-hmm. authority figure or abused by my husband or the church or CCM music. I recognize that I participated fully in that dynamic because I was seeking out that approval And so I'm finding, and I'm seeing this in relationship with my stepfather because I desperately want his approval too. I'm finding that I'm able to step back and 
be aware of when I'm looking for him to be that God voice to say, you're okay, you're safe. I, you know, I love you. You're great. That's at the bottom of all of it. And, and only, only God can give that to me. And the thing is, it's, it's there. It's, it's readily there. I don't have to work for it. <laughs> and why, why is that so hard to accept? Mm. Wow. That, uh, that's very revealing. Uh, my relationship with my dad has just gotten so much easier. Yeah. Because I, 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 I recognize when I get hooked into that he'll say something and it'll make me feel like, Oh, you like my brother best or you this or that. And I recognize and say, wait, 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 that's an illusion. That's just all illusion. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm finding that I can giggle about it almost, you know, go, okay, well, that's what that is. I'm just going to let that go by. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It sounds like you've come to a lot of this on your own too. Is that right? I mean, just, oh yeah, I've got I've got about just five going through years. all this journaling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fascinating. Um, you mentioned also that this was a a creative workshop. So uh, talk to me about a little bit about. Um, how this experience has enhanced your creativity and, and and what does creativity mean to you now at this stage in your life? Okay. Um, I mean, at one time it would have been writing a song, you know, and it's, it's probably a lot more than that now I would guess. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. <laughs> one one of the things that w- that I was able to uncover through this was realizing through my life how many times there was a voice. It started. I remember with my mom. Do you have to be so brutally honest? And then with um with my husband. They don't want to hear you talk about the song. Just shut up and sing. And and a number of other experiences in my life where that's been the message. Just shut up and sing. Mm-hmm. And it made me, this revealing made me realize that why it's been so, why the music thing was so important because that's where I got affirmation. But conversely, nobody wants to hear what I have to say, like we're talking here right now. Um, So I realized, and you can hear it in my voice, you know, I've been having a problem with my voice, and I have for several years. So, um, and today it's particularly hoarse. But I realized that that message is that message is in my, is holding my throat and that I am learning to hear my voice 
what what does my voice say you know um and not caring about what anybody else thinks about it but just allowing myself to listen to myself and hear what it is that I really feel and what it is that I really think. So right now I'm, I am, my creativity is really focused more on writing prose and no, I haven't, I haven't abandoned music, but Mm. you know, it's, I'm just going with the flow of things wow. that I yeah. I want to learn. I want to learn how to be a storyteller, and that's the other thing that I have realized, John, is how much of my music I have used as a platform, as a vehicle for propaganda, if you will, or to. I'm going to take this concept, I'm going to take this Bible verse, and I'm going to put it all in this music, and I'm going to tell you what you need to think, you know, <laughs> or, um, and I think that there's a place, you know, for using music as a vehicle to teach, but I'm realizing that there is um, a powerful uh What's tool or the power? I I really want to learn how to be a better storyteller because mm. Jesus was a storyteller, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus, yeah. Jesus told stories. That's how he taught us. Mm-hmm. A lot a lot of the time, I want to be a better storyteller. That's yeah. what I'm learning right now. Yeah. So that your your songs are not necessarily. Uh, just trying to convey a particular message as much as they are trying to just express yourself, right? Your, your life, your your own story. And not just my stories, but others, Mm -hmm. other stories. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, that stories draw us in. Yeah. And, and it's not telling you what to think, but it's inviting you to think. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Well, I knew this was going to go fast. It always does, Pam. And uh, our time is actually up. But, um, you know, I'm encouraged. I'm just encouraged that you're you're moving on. You're you're using your mind and you're you're using your gifts. And and uh, did I hear you say that you're going to you're writing a novel? Is that right? Is that what you said? Yes. It, Good. It's a, a historical novel or huh? creative fiction. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. Yeah, I'm well, having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, we got it. Uh, I think that's the piece that we can all get uh, from this time together. And that is uh, don't ever stop being creative and don't ever stop seeing where you can grow and where you can learn. And here you are working out some of these father issues that you've had all your life. um, You know, that's great. That's great. And, and, you know, you go, well, at one point, gee, it would have been nice if I knew that, you know, 20 years ago, but Yeah. uh, yeah, but, 
No, it's just nice that you know it now. And uh, yeah. and, and let's see where that takes us, you know, because we're, we, we've all still got a ways to go. So, uh, well, this has been refreshing, Pam. Um, any, any last word for our, for our catch community audience here? Anything uh, to just kind of wrap it up for um, us? Yeah. Well, I say? wanted to give the website to the creative Good. workshop that I was in. Okay. So the, um, the website is akimbo, A-K-I-M-B-O dot com. Okay. And it's akimbo. And it's an alternative educational platform. I mean, there's an alternative MBA. There's uh, one on storytelling. There's one on creatives workshop. It's it's worth looking at, Great. at least. Um, yeah. And also, I want to say um, that what I've really discovered is how important it is um, to register the things that our loved ones say to us that we need Hmm. to write them down because it's like, there are things I find now that I want to ask my mom and I can't. Right. Mm. Yeah. So documenting our documenting our family and our relationships, I think is an important thing to do. For ourselves hmm. and for uh, for others as well. Fantastic. Well, Pam, thank you so much. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, I, I've enjoyed this and and uh, I, I've definitely learned something from this. So uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll come back to you in a year or so and see what what else you you've got for us. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, yeah. This is great. Thank you for being our guest, Pam. Take You're care. Welcome. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, never stop. Never stop learning. Never stop growing. Never stop thinking. And uh, and, and look, boy, that she's really got me going there on uh, our ancestors and who feeds in. You know, of course, boy, this is uh, certainly uh, – a theme uh, throughout the Bible uh, lineage is incredibly important uh, to God. And uh, well, I mean, gosh, you know, Matthew, the beginning of the birth of Jesus starts with a, with a lineage uh, from Adam all the way to Jesus. And uh, pretty amazing uh, what we can learn from those. And, I've I've heard some very interesting teaching from that. Uh, <clears throat> some of those lineages, uh, I, I don't want to get into this now, but I, if if you take their names, uh, uh, if you take the names of the people in the lineage and you put them all together, in the meanings of their names is another message. Is a message that comes from all of them lined up, one after the other is saying uh, something to the world. God doesn't waste time with anything. Uh, God is, is uh, the, obviously the master creator. And uh, he has built his word and his truth and his messages into everything around us. And there's so much more we can open our eyes to and see and experience what he has for us. So uh, thank you, Pam. 
for opening our eyes a little bit more. God bless you all. Use your isolation time to think deeper and find some more things about you and your life. You know, you know what to look at. God bless you. We'll have a great episode of the Tech on Mark Tech Radio. Bye-bye, folks.